when it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is Mike Watson, who's an expert on real estate, particularly seller financing real estate. Uh, Welcome to the Money Answer Show, Mike. Thank you. Appreciate you having me today. Let's just start a little bit with your background and how you got into uh, the real estate area that you are talking to people about now, but just just give a little bit of your background. Okay. I started investing in real estate about 15 years ago. I was actually given the opportunity to do some property management as a sophomore in college, and doing property management for people, I realized very quickly that I was on the wrong side of the investment. I was actually creating helping to create and facilitate wealth for the people that were investing in the property, and I was simply being paid a small amount of money or small wages for uh, facilitating those investments for them. The more I realized that uh, I was handling those investments, the more I realized I wanted to be involved in those investments. And so I got into uh, real estate investing again about 15 years ago and uh, picked up a real estate license. Also, I've been a realtor and a broker for about 15 years for the the uh, desire to make my ability to find properties and to do things uh, a little more uh, easy. And we've had uh, some great success since then. We have a portfolio of properties in 11 states, done several thousand transactions, written some books, and uh, been able to teach quite a few seminars about uh, some of the strategies that we've used to create wealth. And how's what you do different from a lot of the other real estate seminars? You see uh, Robert Allen, Ron Grand. You see a lot of people out there saying, uh, you know, Road to riches is through real estate. How are you different from what they're offering? Well, I think one big difference is, and I can't speak to anyone individually, but the vast majority of the people that teach aren't actually practicing in the field that they're doing. I do seminars to facilitate partnerships with my students. I don't do seminars to to run a seminar business. I'm in the seminar business to to create investing partners uh, in the seminars that I do. And one of the hallmarks of my company is that if you come in and learn how to invest and use our strategies that will actually come in and partner with you wherever you might be as long as you're finding transactions that qualify for our standards. So one of the differences is is, is we're actually doing what we're teaching, and I know that sounds sounds odd to say that, but it's it's uh, we're doing it while we're teaching it, and the seminar is a facilitator for the real estate purchase. So uh, let, let's start with some of the kind of the, where the real estate market is now. I mean, most common people would think, uh, the real estate market is dead, basically. <laughs> the feeling is that, uh, you know, we had this huge boom. Uh, now we're in this huge bust, and, and it's only down for most real estate transactions. What is uh, wrong with that picture? Well, my thoughts are these, and this is, you know, people take a little bit of offense when I say this, but I like to say there are no bad markets. There are only bad investors. Uh, and the market always has an opportunity for profit. It's just the way you perceive the market. It's how you look at it. And certainly it's a changed market. We're in a marketplace right now where you can't just buy a property, sit on it for 12 months, a year, two years, and see massive growth and appreciation. You actually have to have calculated exact programs and principles that you're operating by. And if you do that, the, pro- the market is still a fantastic market. I think most real estate experts would agree that through time, more wealth has been created in down markets than it has in up markets. And certainly, we're seeing right now across the country that it, the market is getting bad enough that it's getting really good, if you know what I mean by that. Well, if, if you don't make money through appreciation, which is, you say is not really happening today, uh, then what is the principle that you can uh, make money in real estate? Well, that's a great question. Two things that we do, we're doing right now to facilitate wealth in real estate is, number one, cash flow. We're finding that most properties in most major metropolitan markets across the country are now cash flowing. In the days of the massive booms where they had massive appreciation across the country, the real estate was so expensive that unless you had a huge down payment, uh, you, you weren't going to be able to cash flow. So you'd buy these properties, lose money every month in the hopes of maintaining a huge appreciation over time. Uh, and so as these prices drop, proportionally their 30-year amortized uh, mortgage payments are dropping as well, which makes cash flowing uh, a very appealing thing to do. The second thing is, is we're still able to create wealth, and even short-term wealth, when we consider one of the other things that we teach, and this is called the principle of highest and best use. We don't like to look at properties for what they are. We like to look at properties for what they can be. So we look at properties, and there's, there's typically there's five different ways that we consider those properties. And we look at properties, and then we want to change a couple of things with them. Number one, we want to see if we can find properties and add more units to them, more square footage to them. We want to improve the income. 
know, one of the things I teach is 52 different ways to change income in, re- in uh, income properties, how to facilitate a massive increase in net income. And that's a big changer in value, even in today's market. If, if the net income of a property goes up, the value is going to go up commensurately. Well, tell a little bit about the, the balance between uh, buying and renting these days. I mean, in the, in the boom days... Uh, everybody wanted to buy. Uh, credit was cheap and, and uh, readily available. So a lot of people who in the past probably would have rented uh, were buying. Uh, now my impression would be because credit is tight and not very available, uh, a lot of people who had been buying in the, in the you know, peak are now renting. Tell us a little bit about the rent versus buy balance in most cities these days. Okay, great. That's a fantastic question because really, if you take a look at the, the statistics that the National Association of Realtors has, since March 1st of last year in 2008, over 80% of the transactions in real estate have been through first-time home buyers. And what first-time home buyers are realizing is there's two certainties out there. Number one, when we see these, these cyclical markets like we're seeing right now where prices drop so dramatically, the values have dropped significantly enough that, again, the mortgage payments have dropped. And interestingly enough, personal income hasn't changed too significantly and unemployment is starting to rise slightly, but the reality is is people are making the same money and rents are staying the same or improving. And as rents improve and property values drop, that age-old question of, look, I can buy a house and have a mortgage payment for equal to or less than what I'm paying for rent. I get nothing when I, when I rent, but I get a massive tax break for a principal residence owner occupancy situation as a real estate investment. And the other big thing is, as hard as the credit markets are right now, the one true opportunity that everybody has in the market is uh, government financing. FHA financing, VA financing for those that qualify veterans uh, is still a fantastic opportunity and really with a FICO score of 600 plus, a job and no massive personal debt, people can get can get regular properties, can get owner-occupied properties and tenants are saying, they're starting to realize, gosh, the prices have dropped so far, it makes sense for me to buy. Why would I pay more for rent than I can for a house? And uh, they're, they're starting to buy. It's starting to move. So, but, but in many cases, uh, renting is more attractive than buying. If people can't afford down, you know, the higher down payments, they need their FICO scores higher, they may have a lot of credit card debt. Those people in the past might have been able to buy that really aren't able to buy today, and therefore there's putting more pressure on rents. Is that correct? Yes. And, uh, you know, all the people that have lost, we've seen millions and millions of people lose their homes, and, their, and the foreclosure rates are through the roof, and that has caused a captive rental audience and that has caused rents to rise and you know that's that's the reality that's one of the other things that that i teach that's what makes it so important is seller financing even people that have dinged up credit or have uh, no significant down payment or you know we can teach them how to purchase without using a mortgage from a bank you know the other point that i was going to make with owner occupants using government financing is they really only need two to three percent down to make a transaction happen and so there are opportunities out there. And one of my favorite things is, is, you know, don't sit back. One of my favorite sayings is don't sit back and feel bad about the market. Figure out how to deal with the market. Because every market has its own unique profit opportunities. What kind of people uh, tend to uh, come to your seminars and uh, implement the strategies that you're talking about? Is this kind of average people or are these people who are relatively wealthy? Uh, you know, we don't, get, we don't get a whole lot of wealthy people. Most of the people that come to our seminars are the people that say, you know what, I know wealth is created every day in real estate, whether you know, it's just a different strategy for different markets. They, they have a certainty about that. They come to our, our uh, seminars, and we show them the correct techniques to use in the given marketplaces where they exist and where they reside and where they want to invest. And as, as I said earlier, it, it's not a function of the market to me. It's a function of the abilities and skills that you have in the marketplace in which you currently exist. Uh, tell people a little bit about uh, your website and the webinars you have coming up and, and what kind of happens at your seminars before we start getting into the, some of the substance here. Right, I will. Thank you. Uh, one of the things that we want to offer the callers today is we're going to be doing uh, a webinar on Thursday. People will have two opportunities to take a look at that. We're going to do a webinar on how to get seller financing. For those of you that can't qualify for mortgages or would like to buy more than one property or would like to, to purchase commercial properties, you know, some of the financing out there is becoming more difficult, as we discussed. And you can't use owner-occupied financing on everything that you use. So we're going to be offering some webinars this Thursday. Uh, and you can take your choice of which webinar you'd like to attend, but it's going to be on how to get seller financing in the marketplace today and how to get seller financing from banks. Uh, you can register for that by going to my website at mikewatsoninvesting.com, 
MikeWatsonInvesting.com, or you can call our 1-866 number to register, and that number is 1-866-WATSON-5, 1-866-WATSON-5. Any attendees that, that attend that webinar are also going to be given two free gifts of a bank session CD, how to get banks, and, and I know this sounds odd, but how to get banks to sell or finance to you. Banks to sell or finance to you, that's CD number one, and then the second gift would be a no-slow market CD. So we'd love to invite everybody out for that free webinar. And where do you have seminars, uh, not just webinars, where do you have physical seminars around the country? You know, we're in 23 states right now, most of the major metropolitan markets. So most of our students travel to come see us, but uh, we, if, if you wait through the year, you can, you can attend in most of the states and the regional. You know, we have states on, out west and the east and central region, so and we make it facilitate people that are in most of the major metropolitan markets out there. Do you have some kind of an introductory uh, session before the actual seminar happens, or, or do you go straight into the seminar? How does it work? Well, one of the things that we do is we do have an entry-level seminar, and it's, it's basically our seminar called Highest and Best Use, and it teaches the principle of the entire foundation that we have as, as a course, and then it gives people an overview, and then after that, if they want to continue with their education, then there's an obvious opportunity to specialize in about eight different specific topics that we have, and seller financing is one of those. And how much do your courses cost? Uh, our first uh, our first seminar is free. Um, we do that as a free offer, and one of the reasons I do that is because I want to make sure that people understand that if I'm truly in, interested in investing with them and partnering with them, they can come to one of our seminars for free and check it out. It's a three-day seminar. In most cases, some of them are two days, and uh, you can come check it out, and if you like it, you can, you can uh, sign up for some additional ones and the additional courses or paid seminars. But uh, we put our money where our mouth is. We want to show you what we can do. And uh, we uh, have a high conversion rate. People come. They love the energy. They love the enthusiasm. And more than anything, they love the results. They love to be in rooms full of investors that have done tons of transactions. And be taught by someone who's doing it also. Okay, we're going to go to a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. And my guest this hour is Mike Watson of Mike Watson Investing. And we'll be back after this to talk about how you can make money in real estate. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. Have you found yourself overwhelmed or stalled, not getting the goals you dream of? Hear what the experts say about how you can break through solutions, systems, skills. Get your strategy on track and accelerate your business success. Join Linda Feinholz every Monday for The Spark Effect. Linda and her guests will show you and your team exactly how to grow your business further, faster, easier. The Spark Effect is heard every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Network. There are so many challenges facing management today around the world. The New Management Network is here to provide practical insight and solutions for many of these challenges. Hosts Don and Bonnie Folk will explore topics designed to help you get the competitive upper hand, including organizational tools, personality and leadership, cutting-edge management tips, and much more. Join the New Management Network live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Network. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. 
You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is Mike Watson, uh, who is an expert in real estate investing, particularly uh, bank seller financing. Welcome back to the show, Mike. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Uh, before we get uh, into some of the content, we're just going to tell us what the prices are on some of the seminars after you've done the free introductory one. Okay. After you've done the free introductory one, we basically have a package of eight seminars. And like I mentioned, there's eight specific courses. Uh, each individual course is three days, and it runs $2,500 individually. And then if you want to sign up in bulk for the eight classes together, uh, we, we give a bulk discount $16,000 for eight three-day seminars. And what kind of success rate do you have of the people who take the seminars? You know, we have a pretty fantastic success rate. In fact, one of the things that sets us apart is in my seminars, I will actually go to the microphone and say to my audience, come up to the microphone and tell us what you're doing. And we've had lines as long as 25 students from different markets across the country saying over and over, hey, this is, this is what deal I'm doing, this is what I found, this is what I put under contract, here's the cash flow or the profit I've made. Uh, I have a saying in our system that everybody who stays succeeds. You know, it's not something you come to one time and learn and all of a sudden you're, you're a rich millionaire. It's, you you got to learn. you got to pay your dues. you got to go out and practice. One of the reasons I have eight seminars is so that we can teach you, send you out of the marketplace, you come back to us, we teach you again, send you out of the marketplace. And over the course of 8 to 12 months, we can really change the way you think and invest. And that really raises your, the chance that students have uh, for success. Why don't you just give me one example that comes to mind, one person who kind of started really not knowing anything and, and what they were able to achieve. Okay. I've got some partners down in Houston that I love to use as an example. I've got some friends, Jim Stevens and Kevin Liu. These gentlemen came to my seminars about two years ago. And in two short years, they have built an empire that basically has about $17 million in a portfolio. They've got cash-flowing properties. They've got development land. They've got new construction, apartments, condominiums. Um, and we own now together as a threesome about 450 units with more under contract. And these guys basically came in. They had been investors before, but when the financing changed, what they were doing completely dried up overnight. And they came and said, hey, we, we need some new options. And so these guys are, are one of the fantastic students that we have. I have another student in Southern California, Ryan Rood, who owns over 50 properties right now, has nine or ten development projects, and we're partnering with him in several of those. And uh, I, I could go on and on, but we've got lots of successful people around the country. When you're partnering with people, are you providing capital? Are you providing expertise? What, what is your part of the partnering? Well, we, we have a matrix which basically says students can do whatever they want. If they want to do the work, if they want to provide the capital, I have some students that come to me and say, hey, Mike, I want to work on a deal with you. I've got some capital available, and if they qualify, we work with them. Or they might bring in a property and say, hey, Mike, here's a property. I need some help with the financing. We basically let the student decide what they need, and we try to be the missing link. Obviously, in each transaction we're going to do, I'm going to kind of be a supervising or a managing partner so that the transaction runs smoothly, but then really we just try to fill in the link the missing links that the students have and make it a win-win transaction. Great. Okay, so now let's talk about the uh, the whole field of bank seller financing. Tell me a little bit about the, the state that banks are in today and how that creates opportunities for investors. Okay, you know, the interesting part about this is when I say that we get seller financing from banks, people roll their eyes and look at me and look at me like, what, what, are, you, what are you exactly trying to say here? Banks don't sell their finance, and the reality is the banks are seller financing. One of, the mar- you know, one of the things you hear out in the marketplace is that we don't have a bad real estate market. We have a bad financing market, and that has caused real estate to plummet. And what's happening right now, people are aware of how many properties are going to foreclosure, how many properties are going to auction. 91% of properties that go to auction across the country are being taken back at auction by the first lien holder. And the first lien holder at an auction is typically a bank or a mortgage company or credit union. And what happens is these, these institutions are taking back massive portfolios of properties, and as they do so, these properties, which are typically called REO or real estate-owned portfolios for banks, are causing massive debts, massive non-income-producing debts uh, for these banks. And they take these mortgages that are service, being serviced with mortgage payments, and they go to the debt pile where they're not receiving any income. This is crippling, absolutely crippling to the banks. It stops their ability to borrow new money to lend to their customers. They have to cash flow these assets even though they've taken them back from the banks and they're on, on title, they're own free and clear, they have still borrowed the money to fund these from different places. 
Um, they have to now manage these properties across the country that are being vandalized and broken into, and it's a huge problem. But the worst, the worst sin of all, the worst issue of all with this situation is that if a bank has enough bad debt and they don't have enough offsetting assets or cash on hand, the FDIC will come in and shut that bank down. They'll pull, they won't actually shut it down, but they'll pull their backing or accreditation of that institution, and then that bank will fold. Nobody wants to have their money in an institution that is not federally backed and guaranteed for the deposits on hand. And so these banks are seeing these properties roll in literally by the thousands, and they're saying to themselves, how do we just get rid of them? And they're selling these in huge portfolios or packets or tapes to investors with tons of money. One of the other things that we found that they're doing is they're willing to finance those properties. And that's where the seller financing comes in. Okay, actually, we have a call. I'm going to go to the call. Uh, we have a caller named Mark Singer. Mark, are you on the line? I can't hear Mark. Hello there. Oh, hi, Mark. Uh, what is your question for Mike? Hello, Jordan. Mike Watson. I am a student of Mike Watson's and has been since August of 07. And I've taken some great courses with people like Tom Hopkins, Craig Proctor. I've studied with them for years. And um, where Mike is, a, is, is also an excellent speaker, he comes back to town and he partners with you if you have a project that's going to work. And that's the difference between my experience with Mike Watson. Last year we took about 16 different seminars with him all over the country, and he's got some top-notch people that come, and you see people that are working together to make projects work from different cities in the country. So what has been some of your real-life experience, Mark? Well, tomorrow night we're going to get our approval on our subdivision out in Apache Junction, Arizona, for a 42-unit green-built homes, and we've been working on that since about February of last, of last year. And then we're also in the process, since Mike's taught us to how to think outside the box, is to build three hotels in states around the southwest. And did you have much experience before you started taking these courses? Forty years of experience in real estate. An investor owned a lot of real estate but knew nothing about real estate investing. Just lucky. Uh -huh. So you're doing well despite the uh, the market conditions out there. Doing well, and Mike's taught us how to even do better now since the interest rates have come down and the market's changed. So it's really been very beneficial. Everything's functional. It's not theory. Terrific. All right, well, it's great to hear from you, Mark. Glad Thank you're you. having success. Hey, Mark, we'll see you. Very good. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> okay, well, back to where you are kind of talking about where the bank uh, situation is right now. Uh, so what are some of the key components of the market that are allowing – seller financing to be successful today well and here's the issue mark hit on a certain uh, a point that you know it's hard when prices are rising to cash flow because the cost of mark uh, the cost of real estate it, it had become so great that the the con the the uh con the mortgage payments that were resulting from those high those high uh costs were not being offset by the cash flow so it was very difficult difficult to cash flow. Now, the reality is, is as prices have fallen, these banks have been more compelled to lower their interest rates and do loan modifications and all the things that are happening out there. And, you know, Mark's a great example. One of the things that we teach is that banks are willing to do things that they weren't willing to do before. And one of the things that Mark's been able to do is take some of his financing and go in and get the loans modified. Now, having said that, I think the point that, that we want to talk about here is the, the bank seller financing. And the issue there is, why would a bank ever sell or finance anyone? Why would a bank provide financing to anyone? And the reality is they, they have to get rid of this bad debt so badly. And so that's what we're doing. We're getting the, the purchase prices low enough. We're getting the interest rates from the banks low enough that we can go in, put tenants in, cash flow, and then as the cash flow happens, we can improve the sales price and either hold them for a long-term cash flow or we can sell them for a profit. One of the things you talk about is the rentability factor. Uh now, if you have something that's uh, been vacant for a while, maybe it's been vandalized, I mean, you're going to have to put some money into fixing it up before you can rent it. Is that correct? That is, and that's one of the things, is it's not a good time right out there in the marketplace to have vacant properties. So one of the things that we do in evaluating properties that we're going to purchase is we make sure that the rentability exists. We're going to check the occupancy rates in the, the area in which the property resides, and then we're also going to make sure that we can buy the property well enough and get low enough interest rates especially on seller financing and bank seller financing, that we don't necessarily have to have a market rent. If my, you know, if the rents are $1,000 a month in a given market for this type of, a certain type of property, and I'm renting mine at 950 or 925 and still cash flowing, obviously I'm going to have a, a full place where someone else might go vacant at 1000 bucks. 
So it's uh, it's a supply and demand thing, and and you find in these types of markets that even the best real estate out there is going to sell or rent, and you just have to make the the offering very compelling. Now, you say that one of the keys to uh, doing well in seller financing is to think like a seller. What what do you mean by that? Well, the reality is if I want to go in and negotiate with a seller like a bank, if I'm going to go get financing from a bank or just a regular seller, I have to learn to ask myself, what is it exactly that they're looking for? And oftentimes these people don't know. So one of the strategies we have is I'm going to teach you what sellers look for and what's uh, a couple of the key turn-ons for sellers out there. And when you go in and hit those key buttons or talk about those key issues, sellers realize that seller financing is actually better for the seller than it is the buyer. And once you can start to do that, I like to say you can't be a buyer until you can learn to think like a seller. And, and that's true because uh, they're going to get cash flow from a property that in the past has been vacant or recently been vacant? Yeah, certainly. Or the other thing that we're doing is, I mean, imagine if you look at different properties in different marketplaces, the net return uh, before taxes is called a capitalization rate. And what we try to do is we go in and, and do seller financing from sellers, find out what their capitalization rate is during their sell, and then we basically offer them a seller-financed mortgage that has a slightly higher interest rate than what their cap rate is. So if they have, someone owns a fourplex in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and their cap rate is 6%, I might go in and buy that property and seller-finance it at 7%. And what I'm doing is two things. Number one, they're getting now a 7% return on their equity as opposed to a 6.5% on their investment. And then the other big key, the other big button for investors to sell using seller-financing is we also remove the, the property management from them. If they sell or finance, they can have a higher return with no property management. And then I become the responsible party for the occupancy of the property and while they sit back in cash flow. So you're actually taking over the property management, whereas before they had to pay a property manager to run the pro- property. Is that yeah, so we often, you know, sometimes we have more, more luck with people that, are, that have hired professional property management companies. Other times we have more luck with people that have uh, self-manage and are tired of dealing with the issues of uh, property management. Yeah. Terrific. Okay, we're going to go to a break. Uh, This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show, and my guest this hour is Mike Watson, who's an expert in real estate investing. His website is MikeWatsonInvesting.com. We'll be back after this. the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. Are you ready to grow your business? Listen for the Independent Business Owner Show with your coach, Rick Carrado. This entertaining talk radio program will bring you the tools to help increase your business. You'll learn sales success, time management, lead generation, business development, life balance, and much more. Rick Carrado is here to help you take your business to the next level. Listen for the Independent Business Owner Show, heard live every Monday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. No excuses, no delays. If you have goals you want to achieve or changes you need to make, then it's time to take charge of your life with America's change buddy, Nancy Christie. This show will help you lead a more productive and fulfilling life starting now. Take Charge of Your Life challenges you to expand your sense of possibilities. Take Charge of Your Life with Nancy Christie is broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America. Let change be a positive force in your life. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. 
Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is Mike Watson, uh, who runs his own seminar company. His investment, his seminar uh, and, and information about him is at MikeWatsonInvesting.com. Uh, welcome back to the show, Mike. Thank you, Jordan. We were in the middle of talking about uh, seller financing and, and how to think like a seller. You think it also makes sense uh, when you're approaching this to think like a buyer. How does that work? Well, one of the things that you have to do in creating positive real estate transactions is you have to create transactions that are win-win transactions. The seller has to come out with a positive benefit, and the buyer has to come out with a positive benefit. Most most investors think, most buyers think that in this marketplace right now, that things are so bad that they can just basically go out there and make low offers and buy properties low and sellers are getting hurt and, and you know, I'm just going to lop on to any problems that they have and we're going to just shoot low offers and hope that we find people in pain. And, I, you know, that's one way to approach it, but I really like to look at it from the sense of if I'm going to be a great buyer, I have to understand what sellers think. And if I'm going to be a great seller, I have to think like a buyer. And a buyer is going to say, what can I do with this property? How can I evaluate it? Will it cash flow? Will it profit short term? Will it cash flow long term? Can I rent it? Can I fix it up? Can I do some of the things that, that we talk about in the highest and best use techniques, seeing properties for what they can be, not for what they are? And that's the, you know, that's the crucial part about it. A buyer has to think, you know, this has to work for me short term and long term, and a seller has to think, I want to be in a better position than I am today through selling. And once you learn the skills of putting those two needs together, that's when massive transactions and successful opportunities happen. Okay, let's talk about the effect of, of bad debt on banks uh, these days. Uh, you have what you call the 50 cents rule. How does that work? Well, basically, there's a couple of rules that banks struggle with. If a bank has, let's say a bank, a, a smaller bank has an REO or a bad debt portfolio of $100 million, and there's quite a few qualifying standards, but banks are required to have cash on hand. And in the 50 cents rule, the, the, the question becomes, how much cash on hand does a bank have to have to offset, offset the amount of bad debt that they have. And in this instance, uh, if you have $100 million in bad debt in your REO portfolio, then a bank also has to have on an offsetting $50 million in cash uh, for them to maintain their FDIC approval. And to have this amount of cash on hand is crippling. It's crippling to the banks for a couple of reasons. Number one, to have that cash on hand, they still have to pay interest on that money from wherever they purchased it from. Number two, they still have the bad debt on hand that they're servicing. So that's money that they could be lending to people like you and I that want to get regular mortgages. People go into banks and say, can you give me a mortgage? And the bank says, no, you don't have a good enough job, you don't have a high enough FICO score, you don't have a big enough down payment. And what a lot of times they're really saying, Jordan, is that we don't have any money to lend. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons is because they have to have so much cash on hand to offset the huge portfolio of bad debt that they have. Now, do you think some of those rules may be changed? I mean, clearly, uh, the new administration has... Uh Preventing foreclosures and helping people and getting the credit cycle going again is a big part of their priorities. Do, do you think they may change some of those rules? I sure hope so, but you know, it's, it's kind of unnerving to think about because the, the more liberal lending practices were what got us into this mess a couple of years ago. There were all kinds of people that were getting financing that never should have gotten financed. And I'm all for, for making uh, the, the financing practice a little more liberal out there, but we have to really make sure that we don't over overfinance the market like we did several years ago. So what is your um, expectation of what's going to be done to prevent foreclosures and help the housing market out of the new administration? Well, I, I really hope that, uh, you know, they, they, I was really un, unhappy to see that this, the, the big buyout package that they put together didn't actually trickle through to the, borrower, the borrowers like I had hoped it would. A lot of these banks uh, were required with some of the buyout money that they had to purchase other banks they were required to take some of this money and, and pay off some of their debt or use it to offset some of their debt, and not a lot of it flowed through to the individual investors, and a lot of it didn't unlock the credit markets like we had hoped that it would. Uh, with the additional stimulus packages that are being proposed, it's my hope that if any more money is given out that they actually say, look, this money has to be used in financing. You have to finance people with this, with this new money. And one of the sayings that I like to say is that bad loans got us into this situation and only good loans are going to get us back out again. That's what makes banks and mortgage institutions solvent, is the income from positive lending practices. So there has to be more money available, and they have to make good loans with it. 
You also talk about the five eight rule and how that affects bad debt in banks. How does that work? Well, one of the other one of the other debilitating practices for banks is for every dollar of bad debt that they have. And again, these are very deep and and complicated formulas. But a basic rule of thumb is that for the amount of bad debt that a bank has, they're going to have up to five to eight dollars that they cannot borrow from another Fed, from the Fed or from Fed-like institutions for, to have cash on hand to lend. So again, if a bank has a $100 million bad debt portfolio, that's going to prohibit them from borrowing up to five to $800 million in capital that they could then lend to people seeking financing at their institution. So what you're saying is all this is really, that's the credit crunch in a way that most people don't see behind the scenes uh, because of these requirements. The banks just don't have the money landed, the more exactly. bad debt they you know, have, the worse think, it is. You know, we've tightened the credit standards so no one can get financing, and that's only a small part of it. Well, they have tightened the credit standards, and not, a, not everybody can get a loan these days, but the other factor is banks have no money to lend. The vast majority of the institutions out there don't have significant funds to lend. I've, I can't tell you how many times I've submitted loans in the last couple of months where we have a fantastic loan, fantastic down payment, strong borrower, and the banks basically come back and say, we've denied your loan because... Uh, we've got 30 loans to choose from for this one allotment of money. And you literally have to be the best opportunity for financing out of huge amounts of loans that are being submitted, or you're not going to get financed. So that's the credit crunch kind of hitting the, the ground here. So how do you overcome that uh, if you want to buy an REO off of their uh, uh, property list? Well, here's the trick. I want to teach you, you know, I want to share with you two new techniques today that a lot of people across the country haven't heard, because I'm going across the country and people are hearing this. For the first time, and for, uh, number one, we're going into banks. We're going into institutions, and it's funny if you go in the front door of the bank and say, can you give me a loan, they'll say no for whatever reason. You go in the side door and go to the asset managers and the REO portfolio managers and say, I will buy properties off of your REO schedule. I will buy your bad debt on two conditions. Condition number one is it has to meet my qualifying standards. Condition number two is I will only buy it if you agree to finance it. Now, the kicker here is if the bank agrees to finance it, what the bank realizes quickly here is, hey, if, if I'm going to buy one of their bad debt, one of their bad debt portfolios uh, in a group or individual properties, they don't have to come up with new money to give me a loan on that property. They already own that property. So there's no new money required to provide financing to investors. And so my students are going in basically saying, show me your bad debt portfolio and I will buy anything on here that you will finance for me. And the bank says, wow, here's a way for me to get rid of my bad debt. Here's a way for me to free up some of that cash that I'm forced to have on hand. Here's some way, a way for me to be able to borrow more money from the Fed or other Fed-like institutions. And the banks are ecstatic. And what they're not realizing is, in a sense, they're seller financing to the consumer, simply because they are the seller, they are the owner of that property. And they are giving financing, Jordan, that is so much more liberal than regular, um, the regular credit restrictions that are uh, in the marketplace right now. And the reason is, is because it's so powerful for, them, powerful for them to remove this bad debt from their bad debt portfolios. What, what kind of credit criteria are they looking for if they're going to do seller financing, somebody coming in the side door? <laughs> well, I can, tell you, I can tell you some crazy stories. Uh, I'll make this a, a regular deal, but what they're looking for basically, and, and what we try to teach our students is to go in and show the institution that the institution wants to make a loan based more on the property than the individual borrower. And that's something that you know commercial institutions typically do anyway. But one of the things that we do is we say, hey, make this about the property. Uh, I have a student down in Texas who just started investing. He was afraid to go to a local bank and say, this local bank only had three branches. He was afraid to go down and say, hey, do you have any bad debt? I'd like to buy it if you'll finance it for me. So he sent an email to the bank. The bank vice president sent him back an email that said, hey, we're interested. How can you help us with our bad debt? He said, I've got 5000 down. I'm a new investor. Uh, I don't have the tax returns that you're going to want to see. If you want to sell me this property, I'll buy it. It was a $155,000 two-year-old house that he purchased for $100,000, 5000 down that went to closing costs and partial, uh, a very small down payment and his prepaids on his closing statement. And the guy walked into a $155,000 two-year-old home at 100000 bucks, put an ad out in the paper for tenants, that, and he had $1,350 a month rent with a line out to the middle of the street for tenants that wanted to rent. Mortgage payments is in the high 600s. He's got a cash flow with no money in his pocket. And the funny part was he didn't even meet the bank till he went to the closing. Hmm. 
And I said to him, you know, tell me about your closing package. You know, when you get a loan, your, your closing package is 100, 100 sheets of paper, 100 pages long. He said, start to finish, including the HUD settlement statement, 10 pages, 10 total pages. Hmm. And these guys, that's how compelling it is for them to remove their bad debt from their portfolios. So if this is true, why aren't banks kind of actively advertising Come and buy our bad debt because they could get a lot of their bad debt off their balance sheets. This well, way. I think you're going to see that. I really do. I think in the next year to a year to eighteen months, you're going to see it. It's it's really a foreign idea to a bank to become a, a quote unquote seller financer. And 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 the reality is, is some banks are more open to this than others. Some banks are selling large large chunks of their portfolios of bad debt and and big tapes or property pro- portfolios. Um, other banks are you know it's it's just it's not bank-like for them to think this way. And so it, it does take uh, a little bit of doing to convert them to this way of thinking. But I'll tell you, once you buy a property from an institution, boy, they're calling and sending properties constantly. We oftentimes set up relationships with these banks that they're sending us properties before they send them anywhere else. Uh, the other crazy thing that's happening is they're sending us these properties when they're in foreclosure also. So before they're even bank-owned, they're sending us notices on properties that are coming up that have met certain criteria that we've placed before the institution. And the fun part about that one is is that we have a, a, a first pick of the properties that are out in advance. Um, and uh, one of the things we've been able to do also is go in and do short sales on the property, purchase those properties in advance of their foreclosure. Uh, and the banks are more than willing to modify the loans uh, prior to the auction. We call this an assumptive short sell where we're assuming someone else's short sell, and instead of assuming it under the existing terms that the current client has and is not performing on, we're able then to go in and modify the terms of that mortgage before it goes to auction. So the bank doesn't even have to put that in their bad debt or REO schedule. So you're saving the bank a lot of grief in the case. A lot of grief, a lot of legal fees, a lot of empty time on the market, another piece of property to manage, et cetera, et cetera. Terrific. All right, we're going to come back. I'm speaking with Mike Watson of MikeWatsonInvesting.com. As you can see, he's a real expert on uh, seller financing uh, with banks, making money where most people think it isn't possible in today's real estate market. We'll be back after this. the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying, and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Looking for a good time? We've got a show that will give you a wild ride. This show will make you feel good. And it's not even bad for you. You need your time to let loose. It's time for a feel-good party. 
Pull up to the computer, mix yourself a drink, and turn up the speakers. Happy Hour is here. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, it's called the biggest radio show in the world. Hosted by international personality and pundit, Michael DeMarco. You don't know what's coming next. The biggest radio show in the world on Voice America. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is Mike Watson, uh, whose website is MikeWatsonInvesting.com. Welcome back to the show, Mike. Thank you, Jordan. Uh, before we get back into the uh, bank seller financing, t- tell people one more time about uh, the webinars you have coming up and the CDs and a little bit about your seminars that are coming up. Great. I just wanted to you know, to just say thank you for having me on the show today, and it's been, a, it's been fantastic. But we're going to be doing a couple of seminars, uh, webinars on Thursday of this coming week on January 22nd. You can go to my website at MikeWatsonInvesting.com to register for that, or you can call our office at one eight six six watson 5 one eight six six w a t s o n 5 and uh, you can get registered for that. Anybody that goes to the webinar and stays through it gets two additional, gets two free gifts. Uh, we have a session on bank sessions on how we talk to banks, how do we find the banks, what do we say to them, how do we get seller financing from them. The second one is how to have no slow markets in any type of real estate investing that's out there. So, we're really excited to, to talk about what we talked about today on a on kind of a more in-depth scale. And uh, you can do that again by going to the website or calling the one eight six six watson 5 number. I would think a lot of people, people would be uh, intimidated by approaching a bank. Uh, you know, they may know they have REOs and bad debt and so on, but for the average person, it's going to be kind of intimidating to go to a bank and, and particularly they don't have great credit or you know, history of real estate investing um, to offer to take bad debt off their property. How do you kind of do that? Well, the reality is is they, they have to create a certainty in their lives that they want to do this, and they want to have very few people come into real estate investing already have already having capital, cash, tax returns, huge FICO scores, and net worth. The reality is that at some point they're going to have to say to themselves, I know I can do this. I've been educated. I've always found, especially starting 15 years ago, that education was far more valuable than any other asset that I ever possessed. The ability to believe in myself because I knew what I was going to do. I knew how I was going to do it. I was so certain about it that I made it happen. And going into banks is no different. And the, the neat thing about this is in our seminars, we give you an application that you can take to the bank. It explains everything that we want to do with the bank. And that's not just banks. It's any seller out there that we get seller financing from. It basically sets the table for you. And, again, the fun part for my students is if they're intimidated, all they have to do is set up the initial contact, get the bank interested get a hold of the REO portfolio, and once the negotiation begins, if they choose to invest with us, we'll get on the phone, and oftentimes it's me, myself. We'll get on the phone in a conference call, and uh, they don't have to sit there and carry the conversation or the relationship. Uh, we'll get on there and participate them as a part, participate with them as a partner. And so it, it takes the, the fear out of it, having the knowledge, the education, the printed materials, and, and, of course, the backing from us. In general, are banks uh, open to... Having these kind of offers and calls, or are they skeptical of people who are kind of just starting out getting into these kind of things? Well, they're, they're always amused uh, because they've never heard this before. You know, people call all the time and say, I'd like to buy your REO schedule, I'd like to buy your VAD debt. No one ever calls and says, I'll only buy it if you finance it. And that's, that's crucial for a bank, real quickly, because number one, not only are they losing that bad debt from their bad debt portfolio, but they're turning it into income. When a regular buyer goes in and buys for cash an REO property, the bank takes such a discount, there's a loss there. When we go in and buy it, we turn that income, that loss, that mortgage that's not performing, in, back into a performing mortgage again. And now the bank is cash flowing on a regular basis. So uh, there's some real interest there. And one of the things that we do is we like to look for banks, and typically the, what I recommend is that you look for banks that have 100 branches or less. If you go to the big, huge institutional banks, these guys have so many properties right now that they're typically not set up to, to talk to people that want to buy one, two, five, ten properties. They're selling them sometimes in packets or portfolios of hundreds of properties. So we go and find the banks that are 100 branches or less. You can get local contacts, oftentimes get right into somebody that's a decision maker, and, and you, you make your approach. And sometimes you've got to call a few of these institutions, but 
pretty much top to bottom. They all have bad debt, and they all have bad assets. You talk in your uh, programs about the list. What do you mean by uh, the list, and, and how does one get access to it uh, to find w- which properties you want to be bidding on? Fantastic. One of the techniques we teach, we have a program called The List, and it's kind of an innocuous name, but The List basically is a technique or a strategy. It's actually a spreadsheet, a micro, an Excel spreadsheet that teaches us how to locate these properties, identify which ones are most likely to be profitable for us, uh, which ones have the most opportunity for the upside or the highest and best use, uh, as you know, as detailed in the book that I've written on that. And, and uh, we, we basically teach it, that technique, and students are able to go in and find those properties, whether it be through a bank or whether it be through regular investors out there in the marketplace. And it, it sets up uh, the stage for uh, negotiating without a whole lot of work and effort. Uh, so it makes it very profitable. Um, okay, so you're finding the list, and then how do you pick of all the, there are many, many properties on that uh, list, which is the one you should go after? Well, what, we're, what we look at then is that we have kind of a secondary group of deal evaluation standards, and that's going to be based on the, the zone of the property. It's going to be based on how much land does the property have. It's going to be based on what can we do to change that property. It's going to be based on, you know, are the rents low? Uh, most people don't know this, but 90% of people that have owned real estate investments that are income-producing five years or longer, 90% of those people have low rents that are typically 10 to 20% low. Some of the things we do is just buy property and raise the rents to market or slightly less than market rents, and that provides a cash flow for us. So it, it's basically the qualifying standards that you want to look for. What area do you want to invest in? What proximity do you want to have to different important things in real estate investing like transportation, the zoning, uh, the job markets, all type, all of those things we teach um, once we establish that list of potential opportunities for us. Very good. Well, obviously there's a lot more for people to get into here. Uh, in, in about a minute or so we have left, why don't you just kind of sum up briefly uh, what the opportunity you see is and, and what most people would see would be a dismal real estate market. You're seeing a lot of opportunity there. Yeah, and you know, like I said at the top of the show, is that there are no bad markets. There are only bad investors. And I don't mean bad investors and we're bad people. What I mean is we're uneducated people. Uh, one of the things that Warren Buffett said that I think made a lot of sense was, and I'm paraphrasing here, is when people are fearful, we should be greedy. When people are greedy, we should be fearful. And one of the things that, that you look at in the marketplace right now is there's a lot of people that are down on real estate investing. And what we're going to see over the next three to five years is a massive increase in the value of real estate. People aren't building it right now, and the population is still growing. Net migration is still growing. Uh, we're going to lose... Uh, you know, the availability of real estate over the next couple of years due to financing and other issues. And those people that get in the marketplace now, buy it in a way that is cash flowing and has a positive opportunity for profit, are going to see massive, massive gains in real estate values over the next three to five to seven years. I mean, imagine transporting yourself back to 2000, 2001. Would you buy a bunch of properties? Would you buy as many as you can? And that's what we're saying right now is this is going to be the start of, and we're probably 12 to 18 months out, but we're going we're at the start of a huge appreciation cycle that's going to be coming. The difference between now and back in the early 2000s were, is basically cash flow. We're buying properties right now that cash flow. You can cash flow these properties. One of the things that I didn't mention with the bank purchases is that banks are not only willing to sell or finance to us, but they're doing it at amazing terms. We have students that are getting loans at 2%, 3%, 4%. They're getting loans that have simple assumption clauses in. They're getting all kinds of opportunities. So I just say, look, you know real estate exists. It's a wealthy opportunity for you. People make money doing it. If you want to get involved, we're the place to go. Very good. Show you oh, thanks. thanks so much, Mike. It's been fascinating. Again, if you want to find out more, you can go to his website at MikeWatsonInvesting.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back again next week. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.